It's Loving the Strange with Carrie Jones and Sean Farrar. Loving the Strange, a podcast for weirdos and those who want to be weirder. Embrace the strange. New episodes every Saturday, live streaming Fridays. Loving the Strange. Check us out. Hey, Sean. Hey, baby. How are you doing? Good, how are you? I don't know if there's any people online yet, but if there are, I want them to know. Yeah. What is this, episode 19? It is potentially episode 19, and the amazing D. Harris is here. Yeah. D. Harris, this is, this is, I believe, episode 19 of our podcast, Living the Strange, and it's the first time that Carrie got got us live at the, from the get-go. <laughs> You did a great job, baby. I want to. I, I want to. Rec- I just want to make note of your accomplishment. My techie skills are not high, but yes, I managed this time. I'm sure I'll mess something up eventually, though. But this it's episode, also, what? What? What are you gonna do? I was gonna say it's also the first time I realized how long our little countdown thing is. We have a countdown in the beginning of the podcast if you haven't seen it. And it's like 30 uh, seconds. And it's like boom, 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 boom. And it just goes on. That 30 seconds is like your last 30 seconds and the couch to 5K interval running. And you're like, I can't make it another. Yeah, like this 30 seconds is eight hours long and I can't possibly make it. And that's what the intro is like when you listen to the whole thing, when I managed to do all the techie stuff appropriately. You did it tonight perfectly, baby. You get a gold yeah. star. Yeah. Gold star. So right hey, Kara. Hey, Doug. Hey, D. Hey, Kate. It's so good to have you all here. Tonight, episode 19, is allegedly about Carrie wearing a hat, but also about Sean making grimacing faces, but <laughs> no. also about... <laughs> Oh, this is not going to be a good podcast if I can't get you under control. I will tell tell you after you finish your diatribe. Go ahead. Diatribe? I mean your diatribe. Is that a kind word to say to your wife? (laughs) When she's merely trying to... I don't even know what it means. I know it's just (laughs) something verbal. So I I tried. I tried. It's a really negative word, baby. I was going for extra credit. (laughs) Yeah, you fail. Like you yeah, don't get the so. extra credit if you don't use the word correctly. But a <laughs> diatribe. I feel like I might go on a diatribe right now, but it is like no, an no. angry, bitter, verbal attack <laughs> full of force against okay. someone okay. or something. So anytime you're talking to me other than when we're doing this podcast. <laughs> so rude. I'm just kidding. You are such a lying liar who lies. Anyways, we're going to ignore the fact that Shawnee is a lying liar who lies. And instead, we're going to talk about what? Do you remember what the podcast is even about, Bay? Yeah, it's what people do to bring themselves good luck. That's right. Do you do anything to bring yourself good luck? (laughs) I wake up next to you every morning. Oh, my word. That's so bad. What? It's just trying so hard. It's like trying so hard that it doesn't even like feel anywhere near what? authentic. When like, it's so when it's so spontaneous, how can it be trying at all? This is natural because no, it's the it's, truth. The truth like, always flows like a river, natural and steady. You know what the the truth flows like? <laughs> it flows like someone who's never had spicy food before, and they go to Aruba, and they go to an Indian restaurant, and then they have some poop. That's what it flows like, babe. That's what it flows like. <sighs> Look, Doug's got my back. That's because Doug He's loves you. He doesn't love me. So anyway. So you know what I was doing before when I was making the faces? We're supposed to I talk can't... about good luck. I can well. I cannot make a straight smile, no matter no, how hard I try. No, you got a crooked mouth. Do you know why? <laughs> why? Because you're lying out half of it. Like, <laughs> being your hey, are, we're, supposed to be talking about, we're supposed to be talking about. Do you about know once? 
a long, long time ago. A long, long time ago. Are you ready? Because this is kind of sad. Is this about me? Yes. A uh, long, long time ago, back in the days of live journals, so like 10 years ago, right? I posted <laughs> a bunch of photos I took like in the day, and one was of you. And I'm like, hey, writing prompts. What do you all think of these th people or like these faces or these incidents, you know? And the picture of you, everyone was like, yeah. oh, that's a car salesman. What? <laughs> hey, I've never heard this story before, people. She's been holding this back all these years. <laughs> and something I've done in the last five minutes has made her think that I deserve to be crapped on. <laughs> I it was, no, I think it's just because you had a nice crooked smile. It was kind of funny. Oh, because of my crooked smile. I think it was I your crooked smile. You know, I hate car salesmen. No offense to anybody that's, if you're a car salesperson. That's really, that's a generalization, <laughs> bigotry that you should not have. There's many a good car salesman out there in this world. Yeah, I know. They're always better when we say we're going to pay cash. No, they're always worse when we tell them we're going to pay cash. No. The last time I bought a car, let me just explain to everyone. The last time I bought a car, I bought all by myself. And I was, I was a woman. I still am. I walked yeah. into this dealership, right? I'm like, they're not going to give me a good deal. I didn't just feel it, but I'm going to make them give me a good deal. Right. Um, and my dad is like, Oh, Carrie, you shouldn't go in there without a man. And Sean's like, just email me or message me. Like text, you need me, help. text, me. text me, whatever. And so I'm like, oh, great. I go in there and they like didn't offer me anything and they're like you're not gonna get like financing and I'm like no I'm gonna pay cash and they're like you're gonna pay cash I'm like yeah and I want a deal and they're like no you can't have a deal and I was like ah then I'm walking out and I walked out because I was so mad at them <laughs> like just so mad and I called you I think and you yeah. talked me through it in the parking lot and then I yeah. went back in I'm like, yeah. I'm seriously like ridiculously angry at how you all are treating me. And they're like, okay, fine. We'll give you a little bit of a deal. And I'm like, is this just because I'm not doing financing and you're not making extra money? And they were basically like, yeah. You did a really, really good job. You got exactly the price that the internet said you should have paid for it and considered to be a good deal. I know, but they weren't going to do that for me. I had to they leave. Always, they I had never, to they, out and leave. I had to leave the building. I know I've told you this before. You must have uh, forgotten. It's all part of the game. It's, it's just a, a stupid game. Now they want, they want if you're going to fold right away, they'll take your extra money. Who wouldn't? That's oh, frustrating. Nobody's that's why they're talking hold, in the chat. We're boring everybody. We should talk. That's about why that. they, play the, they play the whole uh, I got to go talk to my sales manager thing. It's, it's all BS. Anyways, let's talk about luck. All right. I think you want to start? Bored people to death with our anecdotes. I know. I know. Nobody wants to hear about how the car guy was a jerk and I had to walk out. Oh, that's a lot job. of noise of papers, baby. Well, I thought it was very important that we start off with the definition of luck. Oh, and where are you taking this definition of luck from? From the day I met you, baby. See, this is it. This is exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> What? It just doesn't feel sincere, honey. Like, and you know, the lack of sincerity makes it feel like you really think the opposite. It's hard right? to be sincere on this uh, uh, <laughs> Wi-Fi boring platform. Look, Although, I got another. Other, oh, woo, woo. All right. So I'm, other I'm people think two, you baby. might be sincere. I just have my doubts. <laughs> Anyways, I am. I'm smooth like melted chocolate. It's good to see you, Bryn, who said, ah. <laughs> the definition right, of the luck. Definition, it is a force that brings good fortune or adversity. But we're only being positive tonight. We're talking about good fortune and good luck, right? Yes. Well, that's what we agreed upon. But if you want to break that rule, go right ahead. No. You're my wife, after all. The events or circumstances that operate for or against an individual. And that's luck. Yeah, that was number two. <laughs> that was actually one B. Number two is fa fa favoring chance. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, I so, can't even respond to that. I'll get in trouble. <laughs> so Doug Marshall said that his way of avoiding bad luck is, quote, don't call women baby. And Doug has said that in the chat. Yeah. And I've got to tell you, Doug, that I have edited many a romance novel in which every single line has the word baby in it. Baby can be overdone. Heck yeah, it can, baby. Yeah. It can. Oh boy. So everybody in our in our friends circle makes fun of Shawnee <laughs> because Shawnee says like he'll call to me and he'll be like, baby girl. And like everybody does it. Like they all do his voice and everything. They'll be like, baby girl. And it's ridiculous. But he gets away from it with it. And some of our female friends actually find it endearing and adorable. As should you. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. Anyways, number three, definition of luck. And where are these from again? The, uh, one of the dictionaries. The big Sean, ones. I, I, gave you, you, I, you no, I gave you the link. That doesn't mean you get to for forget I gave you the link. Oh my word. Okay, let me look it through. It's Merriam Webster's dictionary. Thanks, love. You're welcome. Saving yeah, us from was, lawsuits every that day. That was hard, huh? <laughs> that I, was hard. To number three. To prosper or succeed, especially through chance or good fortune. Oh. And number four, to come upon something desirable by chance. <laughs> Like, it was just my good luck that I stumbled upon Carrie. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Bryn. Bryn, Bryn. Bryn said Let's one of the dictionaries. I love this. Welcome to I the know. world of Sean Bryn. Welcome. Let's just make it clear to any, any listener that is a writing professional. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I have a certain editing talent that I do help carry out with once in a while, but professional, I am not. <laughs> I mean, it's writing right. professional, I am not. That's all right. It's all good. So let, let's talk about, let's try to circle round yeah. and bring it back like we're a professional yeah. podcast or something, which we're very This is so here. boring. <laughs> No. You know what somebody once said about me speaking? Um, Kara, first off, Kara Sawyer said he's just laying on all way too thick tonight. I agree, Kara. I think that he's got some motives going on. Um, but let me just say that as a speaker, the goodness of my heart. Oh, just as a speaker without Sean on a stage in front of like, you know, hundreds to thousands of people. What I've noticed is that people enjoy it, not because I'm a professional, because I'm not, but because as someone once told me, it's like watching Janis Joplin and you're like, oh God, is she gonna fall off the stage? What <laughs> horrible thing is gonna go wrong? And I kind of feel like our podcast has a little bit of that energy, you know? Like, That's what will Sean say? Well, will Carrie never talk to Sean again? Do they really <laughs> love each other? How are these people married? Like, there's all these questions that, like, anybody who's hanging out with us might answer, wonder, you know? Yeah. Is Sean sincere? Or is he lying like a car salesman trying to not get you to do pay cash and do financing? You, you know? know what? I'd make a horrible car salesman. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because I'd be like, you could buy this for $2,000 cheaper down the street. <laughs> Drive down there. They're more lenient. Go on. Uh, I don't know. All right. Anyways. <laughs> I feel like Cardin just threw out a challenge. <laughs> Cardin said, but it makes it so entertaining and wholesome. Therein lies wholesome. the challenge. That's a good word for Sean right there. Anyways. Right. Like white bread. Wholesome. Dude. Wholesome. White bread. White bread has no nutrients. White bread, you just ball it up and it congeals and it's just like this 
it's it's not a wonder of a bread. It's that's me, baby. I'm like this nice soft mattress. <laughs> oh, all right. So Doug Marshall asked you a question, Sean, from when you used to yeah. be a popo, and said Sean is no longer a popo. Um, Doug asked Sean, "What do cops do for luck when they head out on patrol?" <laughs> Sean's like, uh, nothing. Yeah. Well, no, I, I really think like you know if you're if you're like Catholic or something and you wear I think it's St. Michael, which is the protector of <clears throat> something, first responders or law enforcement or something. Uh, you probably Did you do anything? That. No, I didn't do anything. You didn't like say a little silent prayer, do a little cross, no, you know, I tap the, door the steering open. wheel 18 <laughs> times. or I kicked the door open and I said, whose night am I going to mess up tonight? He's lying. <laughs> He's lying. <laughs> I'm kidding. My favorite part of being a police officer ever was to, was interacting with the public and people, and and just seeing all sides of humanity. <laughs> I never did anything with good luck except uh, no, I did nothing. I nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I just had faith in my abilities. There's this really great video of um that Sean showed to our Rotary Club of, uh, like, it's very funny talking about the time when you were a cop, babe, because, like, even though you were a sergeant and you did all this stuff, like, as you say, every freaking time I ask you, you're like, yeah, I don't miss that at all. Like, I'm so glad I'm not that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Although healthcare was nice. But, like, you, like, you never seem to miss it. And you don't really, I don't think, as much as I love um, other people in law enforcement agencies and firefighters and emergency dispatches, I don't think that you ever quite fit in. No offense. Um, and that's okay. You're from Florida. You're not meant to fit in in Maine. But like the whole point is that um, what I loved was there was this one video that Sean showed to our Rotary Club. of um, We are also no longer in Rotary. We're no longer either. <laughs> but anyways, Sean showed this um, video to our Rotary Club of them stopping a guy in a car at a motel or a hotel or somewhere. And the guy was basically trying to run over everybody. And like one of the cops is just like all psyched out and all geared up and like super aggressive and scared. Like you can tell this cop is scared and like all the adrenaline's going. Another cop looked vaguely terrified and Sean who is the cop in charge is just like Scott is like hand in the window the car is trying to run him over and he's just chill like so chill like it's like yeah whatever like there's like this weird confidence that you had and kindness that uh is unusual and I think kept you lucky as a cop, honestly. You didn't have to deal with a lot of bad things almost. But in a certain way, since we're talking about luck, I think that your attitude allowed you to not have to deal with a lot of bad things. Like you weren't ever looking to prove anything because you have that innate confidence. You know, you weren't ever looking to, Hey, you've got pot. I'm gonna arrest you because you right. don't care that somebody has pot. Like it wasn't like what you were, and it's not who you are. And I think that made you kind of a good cop um, in our community. I think I was actually, but, <laughs> but I did have but, a little bit of true luck in what you said. I never, <clears throat> excuse me, like I went to. I've seen plenty of death and dead bodies yeah. and stuff but I, never once in my almost 20 year career did I cover a fatal accident and that's so weird like that's I mean, just ridiculous no never once did I even respond to a fatal accident and that's weird be the officer that had to do all the paperwork like yeah. I think that as a non-cop human being I've seen more fatals than you have as a cop like I've found dead bodies. I've seen them right. as a kid, like outside my house in the act. Like I was the first person on scene for an accident. Like as a reporter, I found a dead guy under a, a building. Like you know what I mean. Like it, yeah. and you've seen you saw them, but like I think that it's just so bizarre that they weren't 
a big thing that happened to you. You're lucky, duck. Sean is lucky, though. A, well, I know he has a made. lot of dead bodies and suicides. But yeah, but not, not you haven't had that. Accident. Yeah. The fact that I never responded to a fatal accident, to me, is quite remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> in 20 years, and you know we have, how many we have on, around here every year, a lot. Yeah, a lot. It's amazing. Like, that was so lucky. Mm -hmm. Bryn said, I am, can imagine coming from Florida, Sean, where it seems a little crazy, cough, cough, to Maine, where it might be lucky too. I think it is. I want to, I, I want to say I was not a cop in Florida, <laughs> but just life in <laughs> that applies to life just in general, because life in Florida is a lot more busy and crazy than it is up here. That's for sure. Yeah. Cardin said, as long as cops are a thing in our society, I wish there were more cops like you, Sean. Compassion and kindness is so important to healing communities. Cardin, that's so true. Okay, Sean, one more what? cop story. And I no. promise I'll stop. I know you hate them. We're supposed All to be right. talking about luck. Well, we're gonna, <laughs> Not, we're gonna, it's all I'm Doug's gonna, fault. <laughs> I'm gonna, it is all Doug's fault, but I'm gonna tie it all in. You ready? Because yeah. after I do this, it'll tie in. I may be remembering this story incorrectly because it's secondhand. But there was um, a kid who was suicidal or angry at his mom or something. And Sean talked to him and, like, wrote him a note or something about a whole bunch of stuff. And everybody thought this kid was kind of a write-off, right? And um, Sean was at the grocery store one day, I think, in another town. And his, the kid's mom came to him. Walmart. Oh, I'm sorry. Walmart, not the grocery store. And what did the kids' mom say to you, babe? Since you remember the story, you're telling the story. I know, she, but it's secondhand, she, man. She actually says this every time I run into her, which has been about four times now. And this oh, is really? probably, yeah, that's so sweet. It's probably 15 years ago, and it was her. It's Dude, both you're her. Old. It's, it's both her son and her daughter. Oh. And, and her son wasn't doing anything so drastic. They were just fighting. Like she, oh, she right. could, you know, she just was at her wits end as a single parent. But every time I run into so her, hard. yeah, every time I run into her, she gives me an update on their, both of her kids' lives and how they've made their way through schools and colleges and, and what they're doing. And she says it's all, it's all because of me and that day I came over and talked to them. I and what did I they have, do in his locker? What did he have in his locker? I don't remember. He had like a list of the things you told him. Like, oh yeah, here. yeah, yeah. I spent. I really did spend a lot of time at their house. <laughs> did it smell it good? More was than, it like more cozy? Or? No, just talking. Was the to mom the really hot? Like what was just that about? talking to the kids? Um. So that's, yeah, that's called that's an investment in your community. <laughs> but the point is that like and. How cool is it to be Sean and like have this random lady be like every time he sees her at Walmart or the grocery store, tell him that, right? Which he promptly forgets right away because he's like me and we always forget the good things people say. And like to know that you made a difference. But luck is kind of about that to me. Like when luck is about, um, there's a great post, oh, I think on B-A-K-A-D-E-S-U-Y-O.com. That listens to that lists the four things about how to give yourself better luck. And one of those is to maximize the opportunity. So like every time when Sean was a cop, or every time us as people that we interact with others, that means we have the opportunity not to just to create possibilities for our own selves but also possibilities for others. Like every time we're open to a new experience, every time we're open to listening and connecting with another person, that can build our luck and our possibilities in the future, right? Yeah. And like another way to, Sean, yeah. Um, another way to increase your luck is to listen <laughs> to your gut and your hunches, right? Like you want to try to pay attention to what your inner voice is telling you. And then the third part is to be not a Debbie Downer in worst case scenario like me sometimes, but to actually be optimistic, like to think, oh, this could turn out to be really cool. 
like when we started this podcast, I'm like, oh my God, Sean's going to get us in so much trouble because he has no filter. And instead, it's actually really fun, right? So, so it's far, like, so good. So far, so good. Although now we've added you as a cop, so it's probably all over. Um, and so, but expecting good fortune, according to the Baca de Sliu, not anymore. <laughs> happily not anymore um but it says that optimism gives lucky people more grit so when you think things will work out you persevere and when you're resilient you give possibilities more time to work in your favor so skeptics they say might be shaking their head at that um and think that people who are optimistic are just deluded right and i've had a lot of times in my life where I've had people not take me seriously because I've been positive or a Pollyanna or, you know, any kind of degrading thing you can say about somebody who's exuberant, right? And then Sean deals with me as Carrie worst case scenario in real life. So he's like, wait, what? But the point is that... <laughs> no, I wasn't thinking that. Maybe. Okay. But the point is that having that that attitude, you know, that belief that, you know, I can expect good things doesn't have to let you down because the good things don't happen, but can actually like help you perform better. And when you wish somebody else luck, it can help them do better. And that like, even if you're so overconfident that it's irrational, you actually can be more productive and bring your team together, right? So it's really interesting that way. Like you can deceive yourself into believing, oh, yeah, everything's good. Um, and that can help you deal with pain tolerance, reducing your stress. That positive self bias can help create good outcomes and it can even make you feel in control in the world, in the life where so often it feels like you're not in control. Was that too was heavy? That, I feel like that, that was all, too heavy. Nobody's was commenting that all, was anymore. Was that all a quote? No, that was me summarizing and also uh, adding my own stuff. But we will have the back. source in the thing. They'll come back. Yeah, you should all right, let's talk back. about sex or something so everybody comes back. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is this word you speak of? Shut up. So, anyways, <laughs> hey. So, a while when I told everyone that. Wait. Stop wait, laughing. Wait. I stop got laughing. No, I got no, a joke. No, sex, I don't think we can sex, have that joke. No, whatever that for, joke is. It's an acronym for. No, not an acronym. It's a suit. It's a synonym for anniversary. <laughs> Get it? Never mind. Once a year. Whatever. I love you. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I write children's books. You I said it, not me. Okay, whatever. So before going back around. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I said what our topic was, Dee Harris, who I adore as Dee knows, um, said, gave me an example of one of the things she does for good luck. Um, oh, and you ready on the subject matter? Yeah, awesome. I, I circled this background. <laughs> so G said, I was always told that you never wash clothes on New Year's Day because you'd wash away good luck. So all my laundry is done by 10 p.m. on the 31st of December. Ooh. Yeah, but, I, awesome. know, I, but I don't think. What? Here's the thing. I have a whole list of luck in the New Year's things. And I didn't even know if I want to read them because I feel like we're going to end up doing 75% of these things next Do you December want me to 31st. just list the things I already do? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty long. Okay, that's why, I don't... That's why I'm hesitant to add you add any new ideas to your... Okay, on New, Year's, on New Year's Day, I do not do the laundry because I learned that if you do the laundry on New Year's Day, you wash away all your money and all your luck. I do Dang. not. I think I did the laundry last New Year's. That's what happened. Well, it's your luck, not mine, babe. So we I also, 
I also learned that you do not clean on New Year's Day because that means you're going to just be stuck cleaning all year or you cleaning away your money. Why don't you <laughs> tell me these secrets? You doomed me to hell. <laughs> you saw me cleaning on New Year's Day. You didn't say you do nothing. not clean on New Year's Day, you liar. Dang. Um. Hopping John, you gotta eat Hopping John so you can get the money. You have to eat 12 grapes at midnight. You have to kiss someone you love at midnight or at least someone you tolerate. Um, you have to smash, what? What are you trying to say? I just realized you're trying to kill me with that 12 grape thing. You're legitimizing it right now. Cause you know, I've come, you know I've come close to choking to death like three years in a row. So well, you had to try to do like, it in a minute. Now you're like, it's, I know, that's why I choke. <laughs> All right, go it's ahead. It's like, kiss, eat the grapes. That's how you do it. And that's how you might want to pick out a life insurance policy, baby. Oh, that's a good idea. It'll up that would the be lucky of me. Um, yeah. You, you want to smash your peppermint pig. Um, you want to wear your yellow underwear if you want some money in the year. And you, we always burn our wishes. Right, like we make our wishes for the year, and then we burn it on the driveway, and it's usually like snowing or raining. Thirty-gallon metal trash can full of wishes. And um, my Portuguese grandmother, um, she would always throw water out the window, and she would sprinkle sugar outside. And I have not made you do that yet, so I think that you should be kind of. Like, Dude, you just ate through half of my list, so that's all right. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. It's just how superstitious a woman you live with. John Bell said, I always throw my change all around on the ground so people will find it. John Bell. We'll John, find you need it to move up the Bar Harbor Main so I can start following you around. <laughs> we can make so much money walking around behind John Bell. I don't and even he carry says, cash. He said, I think that brings me good luck. And I don't like change jingling around in my pocket. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, oh, wait. You I learned one. that you can you only. Two. I'll go back. I learned uh, that you can only pick up the pennies if they're a certain way. Like if heads their heads up, are. Heads yeah. Up. But if their tails I, down, they're unlucky. I was taught that as well, but I'm too cheap now. I pick them all up. Doug Marshall says you empty the pockets before you do laundry. I empty the pockets. First thing you got to turn everything is right side out because apparently, never mind. Oh, boy. Everybody in my house thinks they're firefighters and they take their gear off by grabbing the waistband and everything else comes with it. Woof. That's right. And then laundry man Sean spends half his time turning things inside, right side out. Baby, is that your new superhero name, Laundry Man? That's right. I'll bury you in a pile of laundry. D said, I've been told you have to eat black eyed peas. LOL. Hop and John, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Those are in the Hop and John D. Like, that is I don't know how I'm not from the South because it has to happen. It just has to happen. We Every year, every year, black eyed peas. Every year, every year. I love, I love, I love black eyed peas. He does. He does love them more than everybody else. Everybody else in the house is like, all right, I'll have a bite just so I can make money this year. Um, but <laughs> apparently. Apparently one of them's not working. <laughs> the theory behind the Hop and John is that the collard greens look like, like money, you know, like dollar bills. You have this golden coal cornbread that looks like coin, like gold. Gold coins. The, the the black eyed peas look like coins, and so like, there you go. It's like all this extra luck via you eating it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, what? It's what fantastic. And every grape that you eat at midnight is supposed to give you like a lucky year, right? And like, it's tw is it twelve? Yeah, and each grape is like a month. Right. So you have to eat all those grapes before the clock stops chiming or else you get bad luck. How come I'm the only one that always has seeded grapes? We all have seeded grapes. You're just a baby about it, honey. Anyways. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> she so doesn't kind. do it because she hates black eyes. Whoa, that was a big noise, baby. Was it really? Yeah. It See, I don't know where the microphone is in my computer, so. I'm Apparently right near your papers. Do you know where um, the dozen grapes is from? I think it's from Spain. Yeah, Spain you're or... right. You're right, baby. All right. I told you you were a smart girl. Oh, my gosh. I feel so validated now. You should. I do. Everything do you know else. where Smashing the Peppermint Pig is from? Oh, my God. It's not even on my list. So, no. It's from New York. I think upstate New York. I was going to say, it sounds like it's from America because it's a purely for marketing. Yeah. What, what the heck is a peppermint pig and a little tiny metal hammer that comes with it? Like, have to do with New Year's Eve. Uh, it's just about eating random candy and getting some good fortune, man. It's all that it is. <laughs> but, you got to look at our comments. Oh, well, honey, you have to say the comments out loud sometimes. Well, so cards. Cardin said, meanwhile, I've never heard of any of these. Cardin, are you from the Midwest? Are you from a <laughs> not superstitious out people? Yeah. You're not Portuguese. Like, I can't tell you how angry my aunties got when I tried to walk under a ladder. Like it was the end of the world. Or if I stepped on a crack in the sidewalk, it was just like hellacious. Do you know why they tell you that? It's just get you to walk faster. So you step over the cracks. Picks up picks up I know that's why I was laughing earlier. Steve wrote, I only how about you read this one, baby? How about you? I read only it? crap in the stall at the end of the row, never in the middle if I can help it. It's bad luck. See? <laughs> well, you know People the stall at the end of the superstitions. The stall at the end of the row is usually the handicapped stall, and that just gives him more room to take this robe. That's why he uses that one. No, you should never use that stall because that's not meant for you. That's so unfair. I, I know that. Oh. <laughs> I, <laughs> why are you talking to me? Don't lecture Cardin, me. Cardin has admitted that they are from Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> See? Cardin, sorry, Cardin, for calling Steve, you out. Steve told me he goes in the big stall. And Steve goes in the big stall, apparently. Uh, <sighs> no judgment zone. No judgment zone. But anyway, It's a positive podcast. It is. So, Sean, do you do anything superstitious to try to give no. yourself some good luck? Really? You're so perfect. Are you from the Midwest? <laughs> I'm not perfect at all, but what do I do? do? Do you have any examples of me doing stuff for good luck? Uh, you check all that. That's not, that's personal doors safety. and locks and windows. That's not good luck. You, that is the avoidance of reliance on luck, right there. You quadruple checking your stuff. You triple check that the garage door is down, and sometimes drive back. That's sort of that, superstitious, isn't it? That's avoidance of luck. That's not to do with luck. That's, that's more OCD. So, yeah. I'll admit it. I got a problem. Do you pick it. up the pennies that are on the tail, or do you only pick up the pennies with the head? No, I already told you. I'm too cheap. You really to pick, pick up. up both. I don't um, pick up the pennies because they're not worth anything anymore, but I pick up all other coins regardless of how it's facing. Steve is more helpful than you are right now. Steve said, I'd also try, try always try to make... Oh, look at that shiny face. I would also always try to make two shots in a row before leaving the gym. There, that's quasi-normal. But I don't drink when I go to the gym, so I don't know how to beat <laughs> that one. I don't know how to beat that one. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. You mean basketball I, 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 shots, baby. Basketball <laughs> shots. Cardin says, I only really knock on wood, and sometimes I pick up pennies. Other than that, nope. I will I, confess, I, I think I've knocked on wood quite a few times. I, I have seen you knock on wood, baby. But I, I almost a, feel like I'm doing it for other people's benefit. 
Mine. Most of yours. <laughs> <laughs> I am a great believer of throwing salt with your right hand over your left shoulder whenever you spill it, which is once a day for me. We have Does a very salty hand on your shoulder. And today, today, <laughs> like I did that, like I legit spill salt every day, and I feel like Judas or something because I think that's where that originated. Like Judas spilled the salt in front of Jesus or something. Um, I don't know. But, but I should really look it up. But anyways, I threw the salt over my shoulder, and it all like I am so oblivious. I'm the most oblivious person. And later on, like you know, ten minutes later, Sean's like, "Baby." Baby girl, what's all that on your shoulder? I'm like, oh, hey, that salt be... that I missed. <laughs> can you be quiet for one second? I really want to. Oh, that's just the birds. It's the birds. I thought I heard whistling in the background. <laughs> Friend says, I knock on wood when someone says something about work being quiet. Oh, that makes sense. Me too. Sense. Yeah. Wait, Sean, you know, when you were a cop, you never had the, oh, it's a full moon, it's going to be a crazy night superstition or anything like that? Yeah, but that doesn't have anything to do with luck. That's well, it's kind of bad luck to be on the night shift on the full moon. <laughs> I never had, excuse me, I never had, it, never had any issues with it. It really? might have been a little, a, little, a little bit more busy in general, yeah, but who knows? You'd have to sit down and look at the data and count. Did you ever... Stats. Did you ever do the padiddle thing? Yeah, but not for luck. That was like a, that's just an excuse to punch somebody in the arm. I, so, all right. So if you haven't ever heard of it, padiddle is something that some people do, maybe not Cardin. Um, and it's like this thing <laughs> that you do in the car in our family. And, like, you see a headlight, an oncoming car, and there's a headlight out, right? And if the headlight is out, you yell padiddle. And in our family, you punch the roof of the car, right? And if you don't, then you get bad luck is what I grew up learning. But apparently, the whole padiddle superstition is not that. Um, according to the grammar phobia blog, link again in our podcast notes, um, it's like, I had to say that so we don't get sued. So it was, um, you see a car. The car has one working headlight, right? And then you yell, pedal. But it started out as a courtship game by young people in a car together, right? And, like, in a 1959 explanation, that was some child yelling outside in the street on a bike if you hear that um in 1959 <laughs> folklore from kansas um a regional dictionary edited by william koch that said if a fellow sees a car coming with only one light and says padiddle he may kiss his girl if she sees it first and says padiddle she may slap the boy what i know that's wrong it's wrong. It's like it's wrong on a violent and consent place. It's wrong on a gender role place. It's, it's wrong so, both ways, really. But it's wrong I mean, all. Yeah, it's wrong all over the place. Anyways, another I've, place. I've never been out with a chicken. She said, "Hey, the headlights give me give you consent. This is a, here's the chart. This means this. This means that." If I say it first, I get to wallop you on the side of the head. And if you say, right. see it first, you get this. Smoocheroo, like or whatever. The, yeah, 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 man. D like said, yeah, this doesn't seem like a fair exchange. No, it doesn't. And Not anyways, that whole padiddle thing, like one of the earliest references to it, was in a 1948 um, Archie comic strip. My mother insists that bed. My mom's name was Betty, and she insists that Betty in the Archie comic strip was really named after her. I don't think you the math there. adds up, but anyway. No, I don't think quite, because my mama was a little bit too young. Anyways, um, but they were from the same time, and my mom was a hottie, so she could have inspired some bettiness. Anyways, um, in that Archie comic strip, right, um, it says, 
let's play padiddle. When a car goes by with one headlight, if I say padiddle, you have to give me a kiss. And that was a line in the comic strip. And um, it was also in a 1940s song called Let's Play Padiddle. Which sounds you know, like a really even nice the, song. even the word is just wrong in and of it's itself. A diddle. A diddle. Excuse me while I go padiddle myself. It sounds like you're gonna go pee, honestly. Yeah, like something. it sounds like yeah. But it has somehow in our family morphed to you see the car, you hit you hit the roof of the mouth of the mouth, the roof of your mouth with your fist. You hit the roof of the car with your fist. And then you don't have bad luck. It's like a warding where, off of where, bad luck. Where I grew up, the first person that said it was the only person that didn't get punched in the arm by the person that said it first. So like a kissy bug. Yeah. Or a punch bug. I'm sorry. Punch in our bug, family, because yeah. we're non-violent. Same darn thing. All right. So when you see a Volkswagen bug, lots of people say punch buggy, and then they punch each other. But I was non-violent when Emily was growing up, my daughter. And so instead, we called it kissy bugs. And then we kissed each other. That turned out well. She's pretty she ended violent. up, she's not that violent. She's doing great. She's on a fantastic skyrocketing course of professionalism and career. But pretty violent. <laughs> She's not violent. Not with other people. Like she took Krav Maga and she has a punching bag thing and but she doesn't punch people in real life. Well not unless they're sparring or something but yeah. Oh my gosh. Dee said that doesn't seem like a fair exchange. Doug said my sister-in-law was an ER nurse and swears by the full moon thing. Oh everybody does. It's, it's like pretty I would say pretty much factual, but it's not. When, you, when you're here in Bar Harbor, Maine, it's not like you're in a big city and you're like, things are going to increase tenfold. So that means you actually might get shot at or something. You know what I mean? It means like, oh, our emergency room will have one person in it. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steve said, I always look for the closest person to deck when VW Beetle goes by. Steve did not grow up in my nonviolent pacifist family. No. No. And D said punch buggy, no take back, LOL. And also teachers say it too. We have full moon school days, LOL. Oh, Am I the that, only person funny. who I can believe that about teachers? Am I the only person who took a violent thing and made it into a kissy thing? Oh, uh, probably. Meaning the punch you, buggy? You, you, you do it all the time. <laughs> huh. I'm weird. You're just a pacifist, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> Until I'm really, really angry at you. Then all bets are out. Oh, let's talk about the other day. <laughs> Wait. No, never mind. Steve said the only thing we kissed was our fist before giving someone one. <laughs> you can tell Steve's from Lower Massachusetts, man. Before he came to Maine, he's got that mask. <clears throat> he's got that mask thing going on. He does. Can't give it up, I guess, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Have right, you ever seen you me got? try to punch anything? It's pretty funny. I really me? fail. I have mm -hmm. a lot. <laughs> All right, so Doug Marshall called the whole face. It's been the victim of about a hundred missed punches. <laughs> um, Doug Marshall yeah. said, "I'm not lying. <laughs> totally lying. Everyone knows it." Uh, Doug, you're doing your curses and crap right now. Doug Marshall said, "We called it Slug Bug, and you added the color of the VW." Uh. Doug, to be fair, in our family. We created a point system for kissy buggies, again, kissy buggies, in which, like, if it was an older one, you got two points versus a new one. If it was a kissy buggy van, you got, like, 10 points. If it was a dealership, you got 50 points, but you had to yell rainbow. Like, we have a whole. Oh, yeah. They got <laughs> real intricate game. It it's really if you ride down the street with Carrie and her and Emily, her daughter, for the first time, and you're like on the interstate, you're, you're gonna think they're, they're just what do you call it? What do you call that? 
mental health issue where you cuss a lot. Uh, Tourette's, but non-cussing Tourette's. You're just like... Get it on your Scares the crap out of you, man. It does. But so it's all for good it. luck. You gotta make your own luck, man. You gotta make your own luck. <laughs> Baby, we only what? have 10 minutes left of the podcast. Is there anything you'd like to say about luck? Or Dude, We haven't hardly talked about luck at all. <laughs> I know. We failed. Like all your New Year's Eve stuff. That's got, all luck. I got all this stuff loaded up like four-leaf clovers. Well, then talk about it. I talked Horseshoe. about how to attract good luck. That was lucky die, Lucky dice. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Tell us Lady about the bugs. lucky dice. I'm going to find one that's interesting. Lucky number <sighs> seven. I've never heard of number seven. What's wrong? Nothing. Huh? Nothing. Really? John Bell told us to quit while we're ahead. Maybe we should just end the podcast now. In what? Quit while we're ahead with what? I'm not he, sure he if must, we're ahead of anything. He must <laughs> He must mean something else. <laughs> Steve said next episode Sean should shave in a double mustache for good luck. No way. I think so, uh, maybe. No, because then I'd have to get rid of my little a little bit of beard here. Oh, Bryn had a good one. Bryn said they're scared of driving, so they keep an anibus statue in their car door for good luck. That makes sense to me. Driving can be well, scary. Unless you're Sean. And that's like overly confident about everything that you do. So that makes it not scary. And all right. I'm gonna if tell you the no, if you're the passenger. I'm just gonna tell the story of Qualifying to drive an ambulance, which at one point in my life I did, right? Oh, yeah. You have to go to the high school. You have to get in the ambulance. You have to drive through an obstacle course in the ambulance. For someone as short as myself, it was really hard to see in any of the mirrors for the ambulance. And there's a lot of backing up, et cetera, to do, right? I was wrecked. I was like shaking. I was um, a mess. And I had to half stand in the seat in order to get, even with the mirrors adjusted as low as possible, in order to see through the mirrors, right? All these other firefighting guys, like these volunteers are like, yeah, I'm going to drive in the amp. They're all scared too. They're not as sucky as I am, but they're a little shaky. They're all anxious. They're like talking the bravado, right? And then they're shot. And Sean's like, yeah, I want to drive the ambulance. Carrie's here. I want to make sure she doesn't flirt with anybody. I'm going to be here and drive the ambulance. <laughs> no, too. I was there for a legit purpose. Liar. Anyways, and so here's Sean. Here's the steering wheel, right? It's still got like this nice steering wheel. And he's got his hand just like casually over the steering wheel. The rest of us are like, 10 and 2, 10 and 2, stir, stir. and there's Sean. Uh, uh, uh. Everybody else is doing it two to three times before they pass. And there's Sean not even really holding the steering wheel, just his little lip, his wrist limply thrown over it with his giant monster hands and his giant monster height using the rear view mirrors, goes through the whole thing in like less than a minute passes first time and i swear to god everyone wanted to kill him and that is the level of confidence that the ferrar has well they do say you can create your own luck you know and he did he creates so, his own luck one, by being one hand ridiculously on the, one hand on the wheel the other one holding the mike's hard lemonade mango <laughs> just <laughs> driving the ambulance <laughs> Doug Marshall asked if it was legit to pray for things that only benefit yourself. I don't know, Doug, but I know a lot of people do. Yes. <laughs> but you can make them all benefit other people and yourself at the same time. Yeah. Like, when I was a little kid, I used to pray every night, like, because I read this book called Ghost House, and it was by Peter Straub. I think it was super scary. I was in second grade. I shouldn't have read that book. Because the bed caught on fire, and every night in my prayer set, because I had a list of things, like a litany of things I prayed for, I would say, please do not let my bed catch on fire, or my mom, or my dad, or anybody else that I know, or could possibly know, or who good are good people. So if you just put in, a put in that like disclaimer, it kind of helps. 
just be all inclusive. That was my theory as a second grader, you know? Yeah. Like I would be like, please don't let me die tonight. Mommy die tonight. Daddy die tonight or anybody else I know or love or anybody else who I know or love who knows or loves anyone die tonight. See, that's the disclaimer, all that love stuff. Yeah, you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't mention Uncle Frank. <laughs> I do have an Uncle Frank. I have a great oh, you Uncle do? Frank. I was yeah, just kidding. I was just He's kidding a wonderful Frank. man. <laughs> Sorry. Bad, oh, bad pick on man. the name. All right, Sean, are you going to talk about something so I can look up something for Cardiff? Oh, no, I got that. Lucky Rabbit. Oh, you do? Got, talk about I, it, man. I'll I talk got it about right it. Here. Lucky Rabbit. I'm, I'm reading verbatim and, and, and the right. link is in, but, the, in the in the podcast notes and for those of you who can't see cardin's comment because you're listening not seeing this visually cardin asked what's up with lucky rabbit's foots though disturbing agreed cardin agreed <laughs> lucky rabbit foot keychains whether real or faux <clears throat> excuse me are popular symbols of luck the original legend says that the left hind foot of a rabbit that is captured in a cemetery at night can ward off evil magic. A cemetery? I mean, it's pretty specific. It's the left hind foot in a cemetery at night. Luckily, we How do they get the rabbits in the cemetery? Uh, traps. The, the, you know, the traps that snap clothes on their feet. So you got a 50% chance of getting the right foot every time. <laughs> okay. Luckily... We don't have to go through that much effort to have a fun rabbit's foot charm for inspiration. What they are you are reading fake. from, baby? Thebalanceeveryday.com. Thank you. Okay. There, I sent you those notes in your, it's in your Gmail. There are fake rabbit's feet for sale if you don't want to harm a living bunny. You can also try sewing a lucky felt bunny for yourself or learn to draw your own lucky bunnies. Do you know how many... Three-legged bunnies there are running around in this world. I think all the bunnies die. No, not from one foot. You cauterize that and you're all set. You really think that the people who are getting them for their feet actually take the time to cauterize it? No, because they're probably getting them for meat, too. I think feet's mm -hmm. a side business. <laughs> the poor bunnies. And besides, who uses Lucky Rabbit? Lucky Rabbit feet seems like it's a it's outdated tradition. I don't know. I, I don't ooh, know. my hat's my hat's all a fluster. But um, you look, yes, you look great, Gilligan. <laughs> oh my god! If we weren't on a podcast, I'd totally give you the finger right now. <laughs> you just call me Skipper. Oh, Skipper! Do you think Gilligan and Skipper had a thing? I feel like they did. No. But I can't tell you why on the air. All right. Let's do with Gilligan, though. Okay. I think he was gifted. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. So I guess Gilligan was a little lucky. What do you got? To... <laughs> what else do you got for luck, baby? All right. So walking I got all under a ladder. I need in you. So walking under a ladder for which for my um my Grammy and my aunties was like a really big deal thing, like the end of the world. And it actually um has some roots in Christian symbolism. Yeah. Which I don't think we all knew, right? So wow. like all right, so according to artsandcultures.google.com, um the Holy Trinity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit led to an association of the number three with something sacred. The triangle with its three sides came to be regarded as sacred as well. And a ladder often forms a triangle. So naturally, to walk under that ladder would be to destroy the sanctity of the Trinity and thus incur punishment. Thank and then... And then, like, if you go back in time, a lot of people believe that the ladder looked like a gallows, right? And then, of course, like, people can fall from it. And then the Egyptians thought that, like, you could accidentally see a god going up or down a ladder. And you, for some reason, didn't want to accidentally see a god 
like Bryn and Anibus. Um, so they avoided it. And um, so I don't know how they made the pyramids, basically. If they, had <laughs> they didn't use ladders. They just built uh, like earthen ramps and stuff. Maybe. And then if the pyramid was done, they unbuilt it all the earth. Moved it. Do you know where the broken mirror superstition comes from? I do not. You do don't? you? No. Uh, vaguely. So there's this myth in ancient Greece of narcissists, right? Yeah. And um, like there's a belief that if there's this crack in the mirror, um, like it breaks your physical charm or it could trap your soul inside that crack. And then the ancient Romans were like, eh, seven years of bad luck because only really poor health would even make that mirror crack. What? And yeah, and the whole number seven thing, that be is from Romans believe that a life cycle of sickness and renewal lasted seven years. Oh. So like if you saw a broken mirror, you were headed toward a, like this death spiral and you either died or take took you like seven years to pull out of it. Huh. And so I avoid this by having no mirrors in the house. We do have mirrors in the house. I don't look but, in them though. But none that are easily tell. breakable. <laughs> You're so funny. How do you like, feel about the it? ladder? How do you feel about the ladder thing? What What do you mean? How do I feel about it? Because I have intentionally walked under ladders before, just disproving. Are you Satan? Are you trying to ruin the sanctity of the Holy Trinity? Well, no, but I, I never, I never knew that belief. Oh, no, be so and, mad at you! I, I can't possibly believe it. Believe it because the the bottom of the pyramid is uh, the bottom of the triangle is the ground, not part of the ladder. So how can it make a real triangle? Oh my gosh, logical one. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Do you want to end the podcast with some more flattery? I like mirrors. That. I don't mess with, baby. You don't mess with the mirrors. If I break a mirror, that's one less opportunity I get to see you. What? You only or see me. Or your reflection. No, I don't only. But if you have a mirror in the room, I get to see you twice at least. That was, you tried you so it? hard. You tried so no. hard. So I feel like you should have don't, some points for don't that. Don't crap but... on me just because it was above your intellect. Come on. Oh, it was not. Oh, you just lost 8,000 points for that above your intellect crap. <laughs> well, you didn't get the PhD level. Connection, I just no way, <laughs> no way. It was not PhD Give me some more Derrida and some Hegel, and I'll be like, oh wow, that's hot. But that was not more. Me. The more mirrors in the room, the more I get to see your lovely face, babe. Oh, and now it is time to end our podcast with sincere. Sincere what? Meaningful words. Are you gonna give us some sincere? <laughs> I just did about words? the mirrors, baby. Can you thank everyone for listening, buddy? Can you be like, hey? I can do anything you tell me to, honey. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much for putting up with our crap and listening. I had a wonderful time. Uh, he did. Oh. You can tell because his face is redder. Hopefully, Carrie did too. It was nice to hang out with everybody. It was fantastic. <laughs> oh, all right. Our extra shadows this week go to Sean. Sean's ego. Sean's narcissistic ego. Sean's schmooziness. Sean's player personality. Sean and his ability to be smarmy. I don't have a narcissistic ego. <laughs> Everything else I agree with, but not that. <laughs> <laughs> but also for reals, it, um, our higher level patrons, Autumn, Claire, Jen, Pam, Joan, Nancy, Sam, Tony, Shay, Rachel. Thank you all so much for supporting us over there. And I have a new book coming out soon. July 1st, man. Yeah, Commit. it's called the, 
It's Commit. called Those we'll Who Survived. We'll, we'll, get it, we'll get it done. We're a little worried. Twelve more chapters left to write. We'll be all right. No, no. no. <laughs> Bye, Thank Dio. You it's all. great to see you. Thank you all. For it was great to see time. you, Cheryl. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Have a fantastic weekend. Hopefully, we'll still be married by next Friday. Happy Father's Day, John and Doug. And Anybody else that might be a father, Steve. Oh, I forgot about Steve. <laughs> Poor Steve. The stall violator. <laughs> <laughs> Good night and thank you. Oh, my word. I'm going to outro now. I was waiting. Thank you for listening to Loving the Strange. Please be sure to like and subscribe. And remember, embrace the strange. New episodes every Saturday, live streaming Fridays. Go get your strange on, friends. Thanks for listening.